and welcome to the wonderful world of the Muddy Mural Teachers. My name is Sarah Seaman. I've been a teacher for a very long time. I'm also a speaker, an author, a consultant and a trainer and I own and run the Muddy Puddle Teacher and the creator of the Muddy Mural Teacher Approach. Wow, look at that for a self-intro. This is a nice safe space where you are going to meet a collection and variety of the most amazing people that are going to help your practice. So sit down, get a cuppa and have a good old listen. Hello and welcome to the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. This week I've got the fabulous Ed Moore. Now Ed, we've only just connected on LinkedIn, haven't we? Um, And just discovering and finding out all the people that you know and what you do in terms of, well, you tell us, what is it that you're super passionate about? You're a teacher, but you're super passionate about the environment and the world and making schools be more sustainable. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um... I've been on this big journey for 10 years um, from a complete blank canvas, um, teaching children uh, about the the importance of looking after the environment, um, teaching them about getting into nature, where the food comes from, um, you name it. We've, you know, we've we've tried to inspire children to, you know, get involved and get get that message out. And where has this passion come from? Um, I think the passion came from um, my granddad. My granddad was a big... A uh, big advocate for growing your own fruit and veg in the garden, getting outdoors. And, you know, when, when you could back in the 60s, 70s, he would he was a teacher himself and he would he would invite his students over and he would show them in his greenhouse how to how to, um, you know, sow the seeds, uh, harvest vegetables and then taught them how to cook. And he was a big thing. He was big on uh, not buying anything. He wanted to grow it or he wanted to make it. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know he would even make his own bread. Yeah, so um, wow. I think it all comes from him. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's what the kids want, though, isn't it? You know, I always say to teachers, there's no, there's no better feeling than being outside planting with children. They're all engaged. They all love it. And it's just like this feeling inside that just feels like this is actually what I should be teaching the kids. This is this kind of stuff that should be super important. I totally agree with you. And, you know, there's nothing like them to teach them at school about um, where the food comes from, planting that seed, uh, seeing it grow, looking after it, nurturing it, then harvesting and then teach them to, to you know, to, to make a dish sort of thing. But then I think the real power of it all is when they start then doing it at home with their parents or with their, with their grandma and granddad and and then getting out into community and teaching other people that the skills that they're learning within within school I think it's 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 magical because if we don't you know if we don't teach children how to plant harvest their own fruit and vegetables and things like that this skill is just going to go isn't it yeah I totally agree I think it's amazing how many children don't know how to peel you know peel a carrot peel a peel a potato chop even using knives and things and I think it's a bit of a dying dying breed at the moment and you know, I think they're really inquisitive. You know, they want they want to they want to learn about you know the different color of you know like we've been teaching them like different color of carrots. You know, there aren't yeah. just orange ones; there are purple ones, yeah. um, you know, white ones. Just like same for sunflowers as well. You know, there's sunflowers not just yellow and black. You know, there yeah. are those are different colors. You know, you can link that to all kinds of things. You know, like diversity and things, and that it's a cycle and. You know, you can plant, you can use the seeds even, use the seeds up tomatoes and plant your own tomatoes sort of thing. 
It's amazing, isn't it, too? Um, when I go on training days and I go to schools and I go, do you know the names of your trees around you? And they don't. And, you know, the teach. And, and to be fair to me, when I was teaching, um, I didn't either, really. You know, I've come on a massive journey of just wanting to develop myself and know more about nature and respect it because it keeps us here. It's what's keeping us alive. But, yeah, it's amazing how, I mean, I've been to schools before, um, and work with children that I've gone, you know, we're, we're working with sticks or whatever. And I've gone, do you know where this is from? And they've gone, yeah, it's come up from the ground. And it's amazing that they've not worked out that that stick has come from the tree above their heads. It's this sort of like we've, we've switched off a little bit, haven't we, of all the joy and entertainment that's actually just outside and for free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know the, the the language is being lost. You know, people that don't even know what a bluebell is, uh, let yeah. alone what a bumblebee is. Um, and like you said, you know, being able to identify what the wildflowers are, what the trees are, you know, and the purpose of bees. You know, how port, important bees are to pollination and and the food that we ended up having on our plate. You know, it's you know it's 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 frustrating, um, and you know that's why we need. You know, we need to get more children out, you know, into nature and, and exploring these type of things. Do you know, in terms of schools being more sustainable? So I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this and I'm, I'm passionate about it for two reasons. The paper use that we use in school is intense and it, it's not found anywhere in any other sort of form of job. It also creates loads of work for the teachers. So they're not actually doing the, the teaching that they're skilled at, uh, they're more marking and it's this is what's stressing us out a lot of the times. I mean, I remember having like 30 books for maths, 30 books for uh, numeracy, and then I'd got my two topics in the afternoon. So, you know, you're talking 120 books a day I was marking, fully marking as well. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? And it's crazy how we ignore the fact of how much paper we do use. Yeah, it's frustrating, um, you know, uh, the amount of uh, cutting and sticking as well and photocopying and, you know, and, and, and teachers accidentally sending something to the printer and then it prints out 50 copies of the thing and, and you know, how much paper is just going to waste. And, um, you know, we, we try and say to our staff, you know, to print what you need or, you know, try, try and find a, a creative way not to use paper, try not to yeah. use a, a, a worksheet. You know, can they draw it into their books? Can they find a different way of doing it? Um, and you know, you probably saw um, on my on my page that you know we've we've done, we've done with the children we've done a massive hit about glue sticks. Yeah. You know, we and on average about two thousand glue sticks um, a year. Think about think that there's twenty thousand primary schools across the country, and think if they use two thousand glue sticks, that's a lot of glue sticks that are going to landfill, not being recycled. Um, Absolutely. It's, we've just got an obsession with recording all the time. And, you know, when um, we all know that what happens to these books eventually, they go home to parents and they might save them, they might not. But mm. that, that's all it is. It's evidence frosted, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all this paper is evidence frosted. And it's got to come from above, really, that they start to send these messages through schools that, you know, learning isn't about having loads of evidence. Now, I remember getting, I went to my mum's um, a couple of months ago and I got my French book out. Um, and I, I can't, I can only count up in French to 10. That's it. That's all I know in French. I might be able to say hello as well. Mm. <laughs> but I was looking through it, all this work, all this work, all this knowledge. I am, it's, it's useless because I've not remembered any of it. But mm. all this recording that I did, I just, we need to think of more creative ways to embed learning, don't we? 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, the children don't remember the, what they put in the book. They remember the experience. Yes. The experience of it. And, you know, they'll remember finding that caterpillar. They'll remember seeing that that amazing, colourful butterfly flying through. They're, you know, making that den, making that campfire. It's things like that that, that, that they'll remember. The skills that then they'll use, you know, in their, into their adulthood. They won't remember what they've put in their exercise book when they were five or six years old. They might flip through it, you know, mm. again, but more than likely it will end up in a, you know, in a recycle bin come, you know. Absolutely, yeah. It's what happens with a lot of the worksheets, doesn't it, is that they mm. end up in the recycling bin at the end mm. and it's like, you know, that's what we're telling the kids. Mm. We're telling them that that's okay, aren't we? And we're the people that are, are bringing up the next generations that need, have to, it's actually vital that they look after this planet and look at things like that. That's amazing. Great chat there, Ed. Thanks for that. <laughs> You've given me a big boost now to go out and keep fighting the battle, really, of just trying. It's, it's laminated as well, isn't it? Mm. You know, and as much as uh, I don't like to preach at people, I certainly don't. I also understand what it's like to be a teacher. And sometimes you do need those prompts. Um, for quite a while, Muddy Puddles has been against worksheets completely. But I think when you get up through upper school, it is hard for them to get outside without some sort of prompt to make sure that they're having that in-depth learning and mm. um, what do you suggest like three simple ways schools can just uh, you know help their sustainability right now that they can put in place three things um i think they need i think they need an eco crew i think get an eco crew together um put up an eco code of things that you're going to follow and probably before that um you know do an audit do an audit of your school of you know what what things are you doing um, you know, I bet I bet you're doing an awful lot of things that you don't realise that you're doing. You know, yeah. do an audit, celebrate what you're doing because you're doing some fantastic stuff, yeah. like loads of schools are. And then from that, put together an action plan of things that you need to work on and, yeah. and get the children leading it. You know, the children will lead um, by example. They'll lead the, with passion and, and inspiration. They'll lead your school, you know, forwards in what you want to do and just, just follow that, just follow that learning, follow their lead sort of thing. Um, and they'll just take you on this amazing journey and, you know, um, and that's, you know, pretty much what happened to us. So, and get a code up, get a code up everywhere in every classroom, get the kids to explain what the code is um, and get people to abide by that code. Um, you know, just simple acts, you know, like just like recycling and, and uh, you know, composting, um, you know, litter picking around school, you know, what a great activity that is. You know, I remember back in my day, it was like more of a punishment, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> You know, it should be, it's a fun activity. It's a good yeah. way to get out and, you know, get into nature and do a bit of exercise, but also do something fun for the environment. The kids really love all of this as well, don't they? They really, yeah. they just have this natural empathy towards nature and caring for the world. And it's, you know, it's so important to them. It's so vital, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, it's, it's so important for, you know, for health and well-being, um, you know, getting outside, um, you know, for empathy, for for getting to know, you know, your, your, your surroundings and and what, you know, what is out there. You know, it's amazing that, you know, you, you hear about some children who live close to the beach who have never been to the beach or, you know, live in the countryside and never been to the countryside. You know, yeah. um, it's things like that we want to try and get away from and, you know, encourage, you know, the children out, out, out into nature. It's exploring, isn't it? And having adventures and, 
you know, there's all these things that are always popping up on um, on the telly about where you can take them to Alton Towers, you know, to see life, to this and that. But actually, there's nothing more lovely than just going to your local gardens, mm -hmm. countryside, park, the beach, mm -hmm. you know, that they, they love all of that. They don't need much. I took my kids to the beach uh, a couple of days ago. Um, and we just took a bucket and a spade and we spent about three hours on there. It was freezing, <laughs> but <laughs> they had a great time just doing that. And actually, while I was there, there was a school litter picking um, on the beach. And I said to them, oh, what amazing job you're doing. And she said, yeah, well, actually, this is the first time the school's ever done it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, at least they've made a start now. But, yeah, they said it was the first time the school had ever done it. So. Yeah, amazing. I think we've just got to open our eyes sometimes to the things that we can do and we can achieve and know that, you know, we're, we're leading these children into a world where we want them to be more loving and sustainable. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, there's lots of things that are like you just suggested. There's lots of things on our, on our doorsteps. You open the door and suddenly nature's on your doorstep and, you know, there must be a garden near you. There must be, you know, a, it might be a beach, it might be a countryside, a woodland, something just something up the road, you know, hedgerows. Um, I remember going for a walk yesterday and I saw a, a peacock and a, and a fox. Oh, wow. Where you know, do you yeah, live? <laughs> yeah, I live in Somerset. So, you know, I, I've never seen a fox you know, during the daytime sort of thing. It was sort of, yeah. I think it was sort of hunting out the peacock um, <laughs> but, um, in a field. Of, yeah, really bizarre. But, you know, it, it's things like that that, you know, we need to engage children with. Absolutely. So if people want to follow you, Ed, what, what's your page on LinkedIn? Yeah, so it's Ed Moore. So Ed with two Ds, uh, Moore, M-W-O-R-E, uh, on LinkedIn. Um, I put a post up every every day on, you know, related to the environment, uh, education, um, anything really. Um, and just want to try and get that, that talk going, really. People uh, talking about, you know, how we can make uh, our environment better. Um, so, yeah more on LinkedIn um so that'd be great well thank you Ed thank you I'm so glad I found you um, and your posts are really inspiring and we all just need reminding all of the time don't we that you know what life's very short really uh, a childhood's even shorter and we need to let the children learn about the world hands-on yeah I completely agree you know let's get them get every, let's try and you know get every child you know out into nature and and experiencing, you know, the, the, the wonderful things that we all have around us. Well, thank you, Ed. Thank you. What a great podcast episode, right? So if you are now ready to come and join us, um, we have online training in a gold subscription that gives you access to all of our training and resources. You can start now, you can pay monthly or yearly. Uh, a silver subscription gives you resources only. So if you're not really interested in the training side of things, you just want the resources because they make your life easier, as well as a little bit of CPD on the way, then join up with a silver account and again pay monthly or pay yearly we do also do whole school subscriptions um, and we do whole school training as well so head to the website www.themuddypuddleteacher.co.uk and we also now do a zoom staff training session so if you just wanted a little bit of a cpd top up in outdoor learning we can come and do that via a zoom so again head to the website and thank you for joining us today